You're listening to the Awkward High Five Podcast. You can follow along in your book. You'll know it's time to turn the page when you hear the chimes ring like this. So I jump ship in Hong Kong. And I make my way over to Tibet. And I get on as a looper at a course over there in Himalayas. A looper? A looper. You know, a caddy, a looper. Jack. So I tell him I'm a pro jack. And who do you think they give me? The Dalai Lama himself. The 12th son of the Lama. The flowing robes, the grace, bald. Striking. So I'm on a first tee with him. I give him the driver. He hauls off and whacks one. Big hitter, the Lama. Long. Into a 10,000 foot crevice right at the base of this glacier. Do you know what the Lama says? No. Gunga Galunga. Gunga Gunga Galunga. So we finish 18, and he's going to stiff me. And I say, hey, Lama, hey, how about a little something, you know, for the effort, you know. And he says, oh, uh, there won't be any money. But when you die on your deathbed, you will receive total consciousness. <laughs> so I got that going Oh no, when I'm ever going to get bored of this. <laughs> Such a young Murray, that is. That was young ass Murray. Yeah. That was so young ass Murray that Brian Doyle Murray in that film was thin, had a had a head of hair and shit. Right, yeah. I watched. Um... Sorry, I'm not done my sound effects. I can't think about that blip without getting grossed out. My favorite part of it—that's, uh, I mean, every second of that film is quotable. But that's one of my favorite parts of the movie, just because the whole time he's doing it to that poor kid, he's just sticking a pitchfork literally <laughs> into his neck. Like every time I'm watching, I'm like, how did he not puncture this kid? Because the, the pitchfork's going up fucking so great. That movie's so genius. Welcome to the Awkward High Five Podcast. My name is Devin, and I'm Richie. And um, yeah, I watched. Um, I watched a documentary the other night on the National Lampoon, and uh, so my nostalgia for all these movies like Animal House and Caddyshack, even though Caddyshack wasn't technically a National Lampoon film, but but uh, Animal House, Vacation, Caddyshack. But so, what was National Lampoon's like? Their crew, like the- well, no, the National Lampoon was a uh, was a, a, a magazine. It was a magazine. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. It came out of Harvard, and they still have the Harvard Lampoon. Like that's kind of a different thing, but. They started the National Lampoon back in the, uh, I guess it was the early '70s, and um, and it became like a like a, a pretty big magazine for a long time. You know, it was like a, one of the biggest comedy magazines. But what they did is they went in and got um, at a certain point for their radio show. The, and, and a whole bunch of different like people wrote for it. That you know, John Landis, not John Landis. I'm sorry, John Hughes wrote for it. Um, you know, a lot of guys who end, who ended up be, becoming big writers and directors in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. But for their for their um, for their radio hour, they went and got a bunch of people from Second City who just happened to be Brian Delamere, Bill Murray. Uh, oh, yeah. John, John Belushi, Candy. John Belushi. Uh, no, not John Candy. Um, he wasn't a part of it, but. Uh, um, Chevy Chase, uh, Gilda Radner, you know what I mean, and then th- then all the movies started. 
So, so if you haven't seen it, it's uh, I think it's available. It might not be on Netflix, but it's definitely available on like Amazon stuff. It's really cool. If There's you're into a comedy bunch of cool at all, documentaries coming out. I am really stoked to watch the Jacko Pastorius documentary, which is uh, which is out now. I haven't. Seen, I think it's been out for like about a month. Who is that dude? Jocko, the bass player the for Weather Report, the fretless bass guy, for a mental case, one of the best ba- bass players ever lived. Yeah, why do I know who that is? Because you would know him. You would, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, he's, he's not your scene. He was more of a jazz fusion kind of guy, but unbelievable bass player. And um, well, this loop is still going on. <laughs> And rock. and uh, yeah, and actually, the the dude um, from Suicidal Tendencies and uh, who plays in Metallica now, Robert yeah, yeah. Trujillo or whatever, he put this together, and it's like uh, it's been working on it forever. I listened to an interview with him, and, and he was like, it, "It just sounds unbelievable." I'm I'm a, I'm a big Jocko fan anyway, you know, like I like Weather Report and all that stuff. So, and I know, see, in my situation. Like, uh, because what happened was we were just a bunch of like, uh, like punk rockers, even though I always considered myself kind of musically like I, I knew about music, whether I liked it or not. But growing up, we, we like kind of were like one kind of I don't even know how to say it, like tunnel vision, you know, like, yeah. like we liked everything else. But we were just so into the punk thing that that mm-hmm. was our whole thing. And then when I started working at my job after college, when I was 23, I quickly had to like start learning about all this. I was kind of not that I had to, but you just ended up meeting all these different dudes because it was all about playing guitar. So like as soon before I knew it, I was learning about all these guys that I kind of knew about. And one of the stories that you always hear about is Jacko about how you know how he ripped the frets out of his bass, and then he became a, how he died, and you know, and all all the crazy shit that happened in his life. So I kind of know the story, but to finally see it in like a documentary thing, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, and there's that uh, that punk rock documentary coming out too. What's that? Um, it's called Riot something. Oh, I didn't hear about it. Uh, a Riot on the Dance Floor, it's called. Oh, yeah? Who's in yeah. it? I don't know who's in it. I saw it on uh, on The Daily Show with Jon Stewart. He was, like, advertising it. Jon Stewart? He's not even on The Daily Show anymore. Oh, then whoever it Trevor is. Trevor Noah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trevor Noah. That African guy who's, like... The funny, the funny, and you know what? I'm just gonna say (laughs) the funny thing about that. I'm not taking anything away from Trevor Noah. I've never been like a giant, uh, I wasn't ever one of these Daily Show Colbert Report guys. Like, I watch if I happen to watch it, I like it. I have nothing against it, but I wasn't one of these people that like went there for my news and watched it on on a nightly basis and everything. And maybe it was just the fact that it was always just there is one of the reasons that I didn't, but um, but. The thing with Trevor Noah, whether he's funny or not, and I personally, I watched a couple of his stand-ups, and I actually didn't find it that funny. I mean, oh, that guy? I hate that guy. <laughs> yeah, right. But people love him. But but I don't know if it's the right move or the wrong move, but it's definitely a blatant um, like security move that Comedy Central did is because they got this dude who, number one, is handsome as hell, um, a pretty well-known stand-up, but he's also from uh, – from he's a black dude from South Africa – you know, who is like internationally known. So they they went and got like somebody that they could cover all the bases yeah. with. Like they didn't want to offend anybody. <laughs> yeah. Like if they some if he would have been half Jewish, they would have been the happiest people on the face <laughs> of the earth. You know? <laughs> yeah. And uh, and I'm not taking anything away from the dude. You know, he's 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 got a following, and and whether I think he's funny or not doesn't matter. But um, but yeah, you could just tell blatantly what Comedy Central did with that. They're like, this guy is going to be it. You know, for the next 20 years because he's just so such a handsome guy. But he's black, but he's this, but he's that, so he's never going to offend anybody. We don't have mm-hmm. to worry about anything, you know? I always thought that was kind and of funny. And he says whatever the fuck he wants, too, because of that reason, probably. Yeah, right. But you know what? When I saw when I the stand-up that I saw of his, and look, I could be totally naive. I might go back and watch it and love it. 
but like his bits were like, I'm from South Africa and uh, we call zebras zebras there. And that was like his whole thing. He did like five minutes on how they call them zebras and we call them zebras and how we're stupid for it. And I'm like, who gives a fuck, you know, but whatever. He's one of those, you know, look at me, I'm handsome, you know, I'm cute and handsome guys, and, and then everybody loves it. And I can say whatever I want, and you'll be blinded by it. Yeah, but I don't even know if he uses it to that extent, you know, I think he's just, maybe he's just a really nice guy, I don't think he's like, in a, you know, and I don't need him to be up there and be super blue, like, like oh, you know, like I was sucking a cock in South Africa or something <laughs> like that. It just wasn't my taste, whatever. Um, what I wanted to start this uh, this show off with and tell you is... Uh, Alan Wrench? No, it's not about Alan Wrench. <laughs> Um, I think you made your point on that very clear last show. I want him to go down. Uh, I watched a film last night. Um, I wanted to. I wanted to have an experience. Like I got. I got done with my work, and uh, and we weren't doing the podcast. I didn't really have much to plan for that. So I had like kind of some open time. I was by myself. I wasn't hanging out with any ladies or anything like that. And uh, and um, I was like, I'm going to watch a movie. And I was thinking about these podcasts that we've done and movies that we've talked about. And I said to myself, I'm going to watch Die Hard, right? Good. And now, here's the thing. Um, First of all... Am I going to be upset by that? No, no. Just follow me here. All right. Um, First of all, I paid for it. Which makes me the last human being on the face of the earth to ever pay I for Die Hard. I just gave you the trilogy. I know. I got, whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It was I, at first. I was like, oh, let me just go download a, a, like off the, off the internet or find it on YouTube or whatever. The million things you could do to get this thing for free at this point. But then I was like, no, I got a nice HD television. I want the full HD <laughs> experience. You know, I'm going to turn down the lights. I'm going to smoke some fucking weed. I'm going to like get Sounds into awesome. Get into this fucking movie. So I, I, I I'm I, doing that tonight. I purchased the movie off of a lovely Amazon or whatever playstation network or whatever maybe and uh i started watching the movie knowing in my mind that i had seen this movie before but never paid much attention to it i said my 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 best friend richie is the biggest fan we talked about it when alan rickman died i'm gonna watch this movie it was probably about i don't know three seconds into the movie that i realized i've never seen die hard wow i've never seen die hard and you've seen three well no right but here's the reason why and i think i mentioned this in a previous episode where there's some movies where you just feel like you've seen them all because the thing was was there were certain lines of dialogue and there were certain parts of that movie that i knew you know like uh like like lines that you've been saying forever i mean obviously the yippee i kaye motherfucker but even more subtle lines than that and like images like uh you know, like it, like him with the bloody feet walking with the gun, or um, or him uh, jumping with the fire hose off the roof while the roof exploded. Yeah, like yeah. these are all things that I've seen so many times, and I once I the scene hit, I knew it was coming. But all the little scenes in between, I had no idea. I have never ever seen Die Hard. So what do you think? Um, that movie was fucking incredible, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and and like I wanted to, I wanted to like. There's some cheese in it, but it's cheese because it's from the what the eighties, the yeah, eighties, right? Eighty eighty nine. Yeah, like there's some parts of it that are kind of cheesy, like him in the, in the whole uh um Mr. Uh, Carl Winslow and him, like that weird gay relationship yeah, yeah. they have is kind of <laughs> weird. And, uh, you know, and some of the the over the top foreign uh, guys with guns, like the guy is pissed off that he killed his brother and shit. And then at the very end, he comes. And I hope, I hope that I'm not spoiling this for anybody. <laughs> I don't think you because, are. like I said, I think I am the last person ever to yeah. have purchased with Die Hard. No, we could talk this whole movie on. The but but, uh, but yeah, I I was sit- I was watching and expecting like, okay, yeah, I know this is like the the top tier for action films, and everybody bases their action films on this, but also. 
you know, I was like, I know it's going to be kind of corny because it's from the 80s. It wasn't fucking corny at all. I loved every second of that movie. Mm-hmm. And I understand why everybody loves it now. And I don't understand how I never saw it. Like I said, slipped through the cracks. I saw three. I saw it with a vengeance. Um, but yeah, I thought you would get a kick out of that. And I enjoyed it as a movie experience. Like, I wish I could go see it in the movies. Yeah, there, I never got to see it in the movies, I don't think. Yeah. So what'd you think about Bruce Willis's little jokes yeah, uh, I think that's a big part of the movie. The, 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 His the, little one line. Yeah, right. That's yeah. what made the movie so so likable, and him, you know, after that, so likable. My favorite little bit that they did is uh, it's in the very beginning when he's running around, and uh, and he comes back into the room that he was at, and, and the porno is on the it, wall. It, there's a poster of that naked <laughs> chick, and he's just like he's just like ladies, yeah. like he's like he's in the middle of getting shot at with Uzis yeah. and everything, and he's not, you know, like that shit was funny. Naked it, it, girls. It, it, all the things that I thought that were going to be corny. We're fucking fun, funny or well done. I mean, the action was well done. It was well written. Alan Rickman was a fucking maniac in that. Mm-hmm. Your whole scene with uh, with Ellis, with the Hans Bobby thing, yeah. I was laughing. And that was another thing. That guy cut into that scene. I realized that I'd never seen that scene before. Because in my mind, I know that scene because you've repeated it word for word so many times in the last 30 years that I've known you. Um. But in my mind, that scene was different. Like, it took place in a different place because I guess I was just forming images in my head. So when I actually saw the scene and, like, where it took place, it was very weird because I had never seen it before. But I knew every word that was going to come out of that guy's mouth to the very end. You know, like, like everything, um, which was very weird. And another thing uh, was... I, everybody knows, especially after Alan Rickman has died now, because so many people put it up. But everybody uh, knows the image—the very last uh, image of him on screen falling from the roof or whatever. Yeah, I thought that that was from the top of the roof, and it was just like him and like I don't—I didn't know how that happened. I didn't know that was hanging out of a window and he was holding on to his wife's thing with the uh-huh. wall. I didn't know any of that, so it was very weird. It was like watching something that I knew but had no idea about, and like kind of relearned the whole thing. And it was—it was a cool experience. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, the first time. Um, I definitely didn't see it in the movies because the first time I ever saw Die Hard, I watched it with my mom, and my mom loved Die Hard. She loved that movie because she loved Bruce Willis. But um, she was a big Moonlighting fan. Oh, huge! Yeah, we used to watch Moonlighting together all the time. Bruce that, and that Sybil. Sh- that show was hilarious. He was awesome in that show. But um, I was a big fan of his Bartles and James commercials. Who Bruce? Yeah, remember those that. from the eighties? Oh, when he played guitar? No, he played harmonica. It was just him oh, sitting okay. on oh, on okay. a porch with a bunch of hicks, <laughs> and they're like playing banjo, and he's playing harmonica, yeah, and all of a sudden Bruno. it was like. <laughs> It was like wine coolers. <laughs> Drink wine coolers. But that scene where uh, where Hans gets knocked out the window <clears throat> and he's holding on to Holly's watch or whatever. Yeah, right. So, you know, so he doesn't fall. And she's screaming, hanging out the window. My mom was like, why is she screaming? She thought she was like crying because all that, all those bombs were flying out the window and she was trying to collect them. <laughs> I was like, nah, it's Hans. He's well, holding on to it. He, he, you know, a weird thing that I did kind of think, though, while I was watching it is that I didn't – Sans, his wife, I didn't feel bad for anybody in that building because obviously that company was like an evil company, which was another weird dimension to that film, you know? So it wasn't like these these guys came to rob some like – like, obviously, like, that dude Ellis was a scumbag. You could kind of tell that the older Japanese guy was kind of like a ruthless scumbag. Like, even in the beginning when he walks in and, and Ellis is doing... Ellis is his name, correct? Yeah. Ellis is doing the coke and he's like, this is... What's-her-name's husband? The policeman, like, you know, and, like, gives him, like, the thing. You could tell 
that the way that they made their money was through some shady ass shit. They well, were- it was just greed. It was because that's that was the whole point of them robbing the like, well, not the whole point. It was just a straight up robbery. But Hans made it seem like they were stealing wealth from the whole world. Right, right. But that's what I'm saying. So like, th- but he really didn't care about that. He just wanted the money. No, I understand that. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that while he's offing some of these people off, like the Japanese guy, like Ellis and stuff like that, I really didn't feel bad for them because I was like, these are kind of scumbags anyway. Like these, <laughs> these, th- that company, if if uh, Nagata, what was it called? Nakata- Nakatomi. If not the Nakatomi company like really exist they were probably one of the reasons that of the the recession that we would have went into <laughs> yeah. so, you know what i mean like these are the evil Naga told me would have got bailed out that people would have <laughs> uh in occupy wall street would have been down there occupying nakatomi <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so i i didn't fucking i didn't feel bad for those people yeah, but at the same time of course i wanted bruce wills and his wife to get out you know um yeah, it was it was fucking I I'm sitting here on the cusp of 36 years old talking about a movie that came out fucking almost 30 years ago or probably right about 30 years ago and I'd never seen it and I'm and now this makes me want to go back and like what other movies that are that are like giant cuz I I consider myself a cinephile. I, I giant like blockbuster action flicks. That's the thing is like I kind of stray away from those. Yeah, I hear you. I I couldn't even tell you what happens in Lethal Weapon. Right. Well, you know, I think I've seen the Lethal Weapon. I've seen them, but I never yeah. paid attention to them. But and I, but even Die Hard, that wasn't like like uh, you know the movies that come out now. I'm kind of apprehensive about like like I just watched The Martian the other day, and it was fucking stupid. It was that was supposed to be a comedy, I think. Well, they build it like that, but uh, but but my my crit my criticism of or my review of The Martian was it was like Independence Day, just less believable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like the dumbest. It was one of those giant everybody's in the NASA space room and then throwing papers up in the air when, yeah, when the yeah. shit goes down and you know if they had Aerosmith come in and do I don't want to close my eyes <laughs> no, that's it, Armageddon it, I, oh Armageddon yeah. whatever a, any of those films you know what I mean it was another this, Bruce classic yeah it was the same <laughs> fucking shit yeah you're right and um uh it, yeah it was the same fucking thing and and uh those movies I normally stray away from did you see the Die Hard with Justin Long and Timothy Oliphant where it's more of a technology based terrorist I uh, think I did i think i watched it uh i don't know what it's called i don't know if it's like a die harder or if yeah, it's a right. die hard you know live another day or some yeah, shit right. like that but it's a really good one really yeah it's a I, good one. I can't believe that no it is i swear it's a good one uh, yeah yeah i don't know i think i did see that but i don't know is that the one where like the the uh, the, the bad person was like a hot chick Bad person? No, the bad person was Timothy Oliphant. Oh, uh, okay. Maybe I didn't yeah. see it. Because I know there was one where the, at least one of the... Bad- oh, but his sidekick was like a, a kind of cute Asian Yeah, kid. maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Because there, there was a weird time, um, maybe about 10 years ago, where I guess like in order to get a, a film greenlit, the, the enemy had to be like some sexy girl. Like they did that Terminator where where the, the Terminator was like some hot chick who was walking around naked. And, and then I remember that. And like... I don't know where that came from, but there was a period in time where all the all the uh, antagonists were always hot women in these action films. Yeah, you know? I know what you mean. And Terminator is another one. I, I don't think besides Terminator Two, all the other Terminators just really aren't shit to me. Even Part One, I like Terminator Two. Well, uh, Terminator One and Terminator Two are like com- two completely different things. Terminator One wasn't a giant film. Terminator One was kind of like a cool, dark, almost sci-fi kind of film. Yeah, and then Terminator Two 
was this giant blockbuster, you know, blow everything up. Yeah. And and honestly, I think I, I, I see them almost as two completely different films, and I can't compare the two. I like them both equally. Terminator 2 is one of my favorite blow up everything in the world and, and over the top acting and all and all that shit. Like I I do like that film though, because I get I'm guessing because the point in my life when I saw it and whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that I saw Terminator 2 before I saw Terminator 1. Um, and then, which would have made sense for our, our age or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then, but when I went back and saw Terminator One, I was like, "Oh, this is a great movie. It just has nothing to do with that other movie yeah. except the characters." You know, so I like both of them. But then, there's never been a good Terminator after that. No, I don't. I, I haven't seen them. But when they would come out, it'd be like, "Oh, Schwarzenegger's old," and you know, fuck that. Yeah. But Bruce doesn't get old. He loses his hair, but he don't get old. He can still well, rock shit. I was think that was another thing I was thinking about while I was watching Die Hard because I was like looking at his hair and I was like, "Is that? I don't know if <laughs> if that was like uh like a uh, like they helped him out with it or not, or if that was his natural hair at <laughs> I the think time. That was his natural, but right after Die Hard, that motherfucker went like bald. Yeah, you know, and he'll wear wigs. Well, and he shit. had that little peacock swerve for a little bit. Yeah, right. <laughs> that little yeah. <laughs> I, but I did spend a little bit of the movie looking at it and being like, "Is that? A, is he wearing a toupee or?" Yeah, he went completely bald right after Pulp Fiction because he had a couple strands during Pulp Fiction. No, he was pretty bald in Pulp Fiction. He was pretty bald, but he had that little piece in the front. Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Hey, look, Bruce Willis is an attractive man. He doesn't need any hair to help nah, him the fuck good. out. He's good. But um, yeah, so. I, yeah, as far as blockbusters go, I can't think of anything bigger than Die Hard or even on the same level. Well, everybody, uh, you know, they, they put that as the, the. And you could tell, like. I don't know that much about big blockbusters in that way that I I couldn't say if there was movies that came before that that block uh, that Die Hard took from, but you could certainly tell that almost every to the T every film that's come out in that vein since then has kind of been doing a version of Die Hard, you know. And even I was even thinking video games because you know I'll play video games from every once in a while, and normally I'll play play more dorkier strategy games and shit like that. But every once in a while I get caught up in one of these like big uh like what they call first person shooters or something like that right and what they are now especially in these these last generations of video games is they really are giant hollywood productions that you just get to play you know make a diehard video game that'd be sick i think they have but i think for nintendo (laughs) traditionally games based off of movies never do well because they just don't put enough effort or money into friday 13th the video game yeah Yeah. right (laughs) biggest flop ever although i played that like a motherfucker when i was a kid yeah because i and then you would walk into the stupid rooms and all of a sudden jason would be there (laughs) and there was no way to fight him or anything you had to like run away but um but yeah i was even thinking that uh, while I was saying like a lot of because it was almost like a video game that you would play now where you know the the protagonist starts out with nothing and um, he's in a sticky situation and then as he goes on he like procures you know weapons he's got a small gun then he gets a bigger gun then he gets yeah. explosives and then he get you know and that's how video games go and I was like there's a lot of video games out there right now uh, that are like the Uncharted series or something which which they're very cool games it's like playing a big blockbuster movie and you get to actually control it which is cool and that all comes from so there's so many things that owe what they do now to Die Hard and I could tell that now from watching the film 
I might watch it again. <laughs> oh my god! Every time it comes on, I watch it. It could be three o'clock in the morning. Got work the next day. Die Hard comes on with commercials, and you're like, "Fuck it." Well, I'm just gonna say I am glad to be in the Die Hard Club. Finally, <laughs> welcome, welcome, After welcome to the party, years. pal. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I can start saying the lines now yeah. and feel like I'm not an imposter. <laughs> I totally thought I saw that movie, though. I don't know. And you know what? A lot of nerds are gonna hate me for saying this, but I feel that Michael Bay has ruined the action blockbuster. Oh, yeah, sure, of course. I hate that dude. Yeah, I don't right. even know him, but I hate the movies he makes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, th- that's one of the reasons why I don't see those films. You know, I think the last one, well, but Sans Martian, because I got duped into The Martian, and I think a lot of people out there did. Uh, because the way that they sold that film was, it, it, what's his name? Ridley Scott did it, right? So, yeah. So, so I was like, all right, cool. I'm down with Ridley Scott films. Um, and, and it seemed like it was such a smaller. It seemed like this guy was left on Mars and he's got to figure out how to survive. And it kind of it seemed like a castaway on Mars. Almost. That's not what it was. Well, it, and he had to like grow food and shit. Yeah, it, it, there was that aspect of it. But it, it turned like I'm saying it turned into such a big Hollywood blockbuster. Like, uh, you know, there are so many A-level actors in it, even if they were only in it for a scene or two. And then they had like forced comedy relief, like like Kristen Wiig was there for really? some fucking reason. <laughs> and she wasn't even funny, but they just hired her there because they knew people smiled when she came on scene. Everybody was overacting. Every single one of them was almost embarrassingly, embarrassingly overacting. And then, yeah, there's giant things blowing up and like and, and I'm not saying any of that's bad. But it just it, there was a level of cheese to it. It was it was mm-hmm. very cheesy. Like when Tom Lennon shows up in uh, in Batman. <laughs> I don't even know when that happened. <laughs> and then Tom one, Lennon from the state yeah, shows up in a Batman. Yeah, the one with uh, with Bane. Uh, well, don't even get me started on those Batman movies. Those are all fucking stupid. I know, movies. but well, the one with uh, Heath Ledger was pretty fucking. I rad. cannot wait until no. Here's the thing about the one with Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger was amazing in that film. Yeah. Every other – if there's a scene in that film that Heath Ledger as the Joker isn't in it, it's fucking stupid. Yeah. I can't wait until 20 years from now where everybody looks back at those films and goes, what the fuck were we thinking? <laughs> because people act like those films were like good fucking cinematic experiences. And I guessed for uh, the level of a comic book film, you know, like some dude running around dressed up like an animal or whatever, I guess they were – to a certain point, but they weren't up there with Keith Ledger's performance was mm-hmm. hands down. It was yeah. amazing. Yeah. You know, I, and I'm not trying to take that away or anything, but it, those movies were fucking cheesy, especially that last one. It was like, uh, and I well, watched them all. I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm better than it. I watched them and, and but man, oof. well, we called that from the beginning because Batman is meant to be what Batman was a fucking, uh, why can't I think of that dude's name? Bruce Wayne. No. Uh, Johnny Depp's boyfriend that that is a weirdo. Johnny Depp's boyfriend. Yeah, that puts him in all his movies. Kate Moss. No. <laughs> uh, you're uh, you're talking about Tim Burton. Yeah, Tim mm-hmm. Burton. It's yes. meant to be a Tim Burton movie. It's a comic book. It's supposed to be you know black lights and fucking and cartwheels. You know, like how well I thought the Michael Keaton Batman. Right. Was. I thought the Michael. See, people look back at the Michael Keaton Batman. And I'm just talking about the first one. Whatever you think about the second one, whatever. But the first one. Um, I, I look at that when people look at that as corny because like, you know, Jack Nicholson was wearing the purple suit with the, with the squirty flower and there was big, it was more cartoonish but that's and everything what it's like supposed that. To be. Right. And I look back at that and I find that to be a darker movie. 
I think the, the, the that's that Tim Burton. Effect. The, yeah, the Tim Burton that first Batman was a very dark movie. You know, like yeah, there was comic book aspects of it, but that's what he was trying to. He was trying to uh, relate to people, saying like. This is also a comic book, but we're doing a dark version of this comic book. Yeah, and the the Christopher Nolan ones, um, they were like meant to be super dark, but ended up just kind of being corny. They're like, not super dark. I think they're more action movies. Yeah, right. Exactly. But but you he you know there was no there was no like purple like bright purple suits and fucking you know like uh you know all that shit like there there wasn't that going on like everybody was like kind of dingy and bloody and and they yeah, and like they, joker was supposed to be a real dude yeah and they not, dealt with the underground mob and all yeah. that shit you know like yeah. they tried to make it more realistic and in that way i think they kind of made it cornier i don't know i know and again no i totally like most of my opinions in this world i know i'm fucking i know i'm wrong and everybody loves those fucking films i was at a party one time with this dude and uh and i think i just made an off comment about how that movie like sucked now granted this is the type of guy who would actually wear like a batman t-shirt <laughs> if, if you're over 30 years old and you're wearing a shirt that has a superhero emblem on it <laughs> anyway um but uh he like got legit mad at me and it wasn't i wasn't even being negative about it i was just kind of like oh yeah that, i think i said exactly what i just said to you i was like yeah every time heath ledger's on on screen it's awesome but every time he's not it kind of sucks and he was like what and like got up like out of his chair and was like that's the greatest movie and like started like fucking freaking out over it and i was like okay sorry dude you know like we're adults here and you're yelling to me about a movie about a guy who dresses up like a fucking (laughs) robot you know yeah i don't get the whole christian bale as batman thing and i love christian bale yeah, but not as Batman. No, I know. I, as, yeah, right. as American Psycho, maybe. Uh, as Patrick Bateman. Um, yeah. He was amazing in that movie, The Fighter. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, there's, Where'd you block the cop, boo-boo? Yeah. <laughs> fucking, he was great in that film, you know? <laughs> but what is Batman? I don't know. I don't get it. They tried too hard. Mm-hmm. The only thing I like about Batman is in that Heath Ledger Batman film, um, that that like temporary Batcave that they had with all the lights on the ceiling that was like real claustrophobic and low. I want to go live there. What his like? It was just like a a garage. Yeah, I know, but it was cool because uh, <laughs> he turned it on and all those lights came in. And it was like crazy long and uh, shit. I don't know. I like that a lot. It was like a warehouse. The only other thing I wanted to say about Die Hard before I, I forget, and then we can move on. Um, I didn't mean to take up twenty minutes on Die Hard, but uh, it. I know. But um, <laughs> the only other thing that I, I was thinking about while I was watching that film was that back then. Ugly people could still be in movies. That's the eighties, baby. Everybody in that movie is fucking ugly. Besides, uh, you know, Bruce Willis and his wife, they're both a very attractive human beings. But everybody else, like uh, they use the dude from the Goonies in it, and they, at one point they do a fucking um, what dude from the Goonies? He, one of the sons. Uh, oh yeah, he's, he he's plays the, the FBI, FBI guy, guy that, yeah. that gets burned up in the helicopter. Yep. And when the FBI, <clears throat> he actually when the FBI shows up. And uh, and and they do a real slow pull in shot on him, and he's smoking a cigarette. And then the guy says, "Like this is my operation." And he says, "Not anymore." Yeah. Like, it's like one of those Hollywood tropes. <laughs> yeah. But they do this slow pan in on his face, and you just see every crater yeah. in, in this. And and he's greasy looking. Like he's like greasy. He's got craters all over his face. Fucking Winslow is an ugly fuck. Everybody that works at that, including like Ellis and all those dudes, they're all like these greasy, ugly people. And I was like. If they remade that film right now, every single one of them would have been like models. It would have been like yeah, yeah. it would have been like Channing Tatum and like <laughs> the fucking whatever that dude from Neighbors is that Zac Efron who's always showing his ass <laughs> yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. It would have been all those dudes. Like, there's no way in hell that guy, the Italian guy from The Goonies and from Die Hard, would ever be able to get work today. Yeah, that dude needs some Bill Phil. 
Yeah, he's sure. ser- he's a serious Bill Phil candidate, no doubt. Yeah, he's worse than Bill. I would say he is. Yes. Yeah, no doubt. I don't know if he's worse than the girl that you actually call Bill Phil, but <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> so yeah, I watched Die Hard. Finally, I feel free. I congrats, feel free about congrats. it. Congrats. This winter is killing me, though. It's, ki- it's killing me. I know. I hope everybody at home, if you're listening to this and you live in the uh, northeastern area, survived, um, what the fuck was it called? Jonas. Jonas. Uh, Storm Jonas. <laughs> there was a thing on Facebook that killed me because I got in from shoveling the snow and I'm like, man, I'm fucking 35. My back's killing me from shoveling the snow. And someone posted a thing about Mike Tyson and it says how I feel after I shovel 30 feet of snow. I saw it. <laughs> like, yeah. my back. My back is broken. <laughs> it was like after one of his fights. Yeah. When he was doing a thing. My back broke. And they're like, what is that? One of your vertebrae chipped or something? He's like, it's spinal. <laughs> I was crying. Dude, Mike Tyson is the fucking best. How oh, is I watched still... that show. Oh, how I great is that show. How fucking great, it great is it? It was great. It was great. I fell asleep during it because it was really late. But it was fun. Well, there's two shit. seasons of it. There's like, there's enough to why, you know? It's yeah. so fucking funny. Why is Mike Tyson always funny? He's just always funny. Just is him. it just his voice or the well, fact that he was like this monster that used to be able to destroy people? <laughs> and now he's just this pigeon loving weirdo? It's because he doesn't know what words mean. Yeah, right. That's the funniest thing. Right. About I, it. Like, uh, I'm eat your children. Yeah. <laughs> like that whole thing. My style is perpetual. He is just a maniac and, and he's cool with being a maniac. Like, that he's a dude that just likes being who he is. You know, he's yeah. like, I'm Mike Tyson. And yeah, you guys want to make fun of me? That's cool. I'll make fun of me too. You know, like, Give me money to be in your stupid hangover. Exactly. Film or, that's what it is. You know, or like I'll say these lines in this cartoon and make it funny and kind of make fun of myself. Like, but that's cool as shit. You know, like, yeah. like Evander Holyfield or fucking uh, who's that? Who's that new guy now that uh, that uh, Conor McGregor? No, the guy that just beat Manny Pacquiao. He's like the big one. Oh, Mayweather. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like or Mayweather. Like they'll never be like that. You know, they nah. take themselves all seriously and want to sit yeah, in their yeah. mansion and shit. Tyson's like a cool ass dude. Yeah. If he's not beating you up or raping you, <laughs> he's fucking awesome. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the winter has fucking been killing me, man. And I, you know, I've done. I've done so much to be positive in this last year, right? So I've like really been trying to change my life, which I talk about on this podcast, um, you know, through meditation and like uh, and exercising and trying to eat healthy and trying to lay up the booze as much and blah 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 blah. And I've been doing really well. And like, I don't know if it's the snowstorm. I don't know if it's been being stuck in the house for the last few days or whatever it is. January, February are always depressing months. I've had this like total psychological fallout the last few days where it's like really just been, it's been hard to be me. I hear And it sucks. It's just the winter, man. Yeah. No one, unless you love the winter, which is weird if you do. But it's just, it fucking takes a toll on you. It's just depressing, I think. Yeah. I need the sunshine. I need fucking, you know, windows open and shit. You know, I can't take the whole barricade myself and turn, fucking turn it on the heat kills me yeah I get, you know my fucking blood pressure boils i fucking strip my clothes off and I'm start fuck- getting like nosebleeds and oh shit. my god I have, I have panic attacks from heat when i hear that heat click on i go into panic attacks i get that when i listen to the heat <laughs> no, i'm just kidding as a matter of fact i not to throw off subject but i i think we should start playing a song or two on on here if the, you got them i got them i'll transfer them next you know what next episode after Bear vs. Shark, we're going to open the episode with a Heat song. We'll figure it out. But right. to, the, to you listeners at home who have no idea who the Heat is, I promise you that you'll enjoy this. Um, but yeah, man, it's just... It's, I don't know about promising. Yeah, no. Okay. Well, I don't... You might enjoy it. I don't need to come through with my... Oh, another thing I know... <laughs> 
you're, you've been saying that, and I'm sorry how inside this is for anybody who doesn't know him, <laughs> but you've been saying forever that David Bowie looks like Will Mayo. Seen it? Holy shit, dude. I saw a picture the other day where I thought it was Mayo, and then I looked at it again and realized that it was Bowie. And I was like, RTG, that son of a bitch. <laughs> I ruined Bowie. You ruined Bowie for Seriously, me. Seriously, though, that's one thing I pride myself on is I know when someone looks like somebody, I'm always spot on. No, you're good. You're good, man, because that looked like Mayo <laughs> fucking <laughs> for real. For anybody at home, uh, Mayo is a friend of ours who's just like, you know, he's just one one of these maniacs we hang out with. But he's the farthest person in the world from Bowie. He probably doesn't even know who David Bowie is. (laughs) No. And if he did, he'd say his name wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, well, if you listen to The Heat, you'll hear Mayo rap at some point. Um, Yeah. So, anyway, it feels good to be in this room doing this with you. I was actually looking forward to it. But uh, this weekend, man, being stuck in with the snow. You know, when I was living up near the city, I don't think the winters hit me as hard because really i think they'd be worse no it sucked like like going into manhattan to work when it snowed like obviously you deal with all the slush and and you realize how dirty of a fucking shithole manhattan could be and all that stuff but there was still a a thing of you know like even the even the area that i lived in in downtown jersey city i didn't have a car you didn't need a car everything was there Mm -hmm. so like even if there was a ton of snow you could still just throw on your boots and go walk down the street go wherever go to the bar go wherever you want living here even though there's like bars around the corner, but it doesn't have to do with bars, but whatever. But it's just like you, you need a car, and then like the first day and a half, you can't even drive a fucking car, and right. you're stuck. And it, and it just this weekend was hard for me. And yeah, I tried I to, I tried to like entertain myself, and you know, I smoked a ton of weed, and <laughs> I just fucking, you know, I worked on songs, I worked on the podcast, I did anything creative I could keep going with, but. At the end of it, man, like even today, I woke up in like this funk where I was just like, ugh. There's nothing like a, like a nice spring day, waking up on a day off, windows open, blasting music, having a beer or smoking some weed and like doing shit you got to do with like, you know, you could smell that spring in the air and you know you're going to go outside later. There's nothing like that. When the winter, you wake up, you want to go back to bed. It's dark. It gets dark early. Windows are slammed shut. Heat is blasting at 80. <laughs> Anxiety is pumping. That's another thing. I will keep a window open. I don't give a fuck. If I lived in Alaska, there would be a window open. I don't care. I need fresh air into my life. I, I start feeling that like kind of fucking weird ass thing. I you know. know. No, I get it. When I was here over the summer, like I was bummed. And I've I've gone through this before, so I don't want to like get deep into it. But uh, you know, one of the decisions I made in in this overhaul that I'm doing in my life was to move back to the suburbs. Um, it was just the right choice. I didn't want to do it. I, I wanted to stay where I was, but I saw the writing on the wall, and I knew that I would just be—I would just be—I would just be keeping myself afloat, just turning my wheels, trying to stay there. Probably stay in my shitty job. So I sucked my pride up, my pride, and fucking and made the decision to move back to the suburbs so I could change my life for the better. I do not regret it. But over the summer, I was actually having fucking fun here. Because, you know, like where, where we are right now is, is a really short jump to the beach. I was riding my bike to the beach every day, swimming in the ocean, hanging out with people, going to parties, like seeing a bunch of people. You get to be outside. Meeting women. It was great. It was fucking, it was a fun ass time. And then I forgot how during the winter in this area, everything just shuts the fuck down. Yep. You know, and it's, mm-hmm. it's a depressing thing. I know. And we're like right in the dead middle of it because February just gets worse. February's then, the worst. I have a birthday March in February comes. and it's I've never had a good birthday. Not that I want one because I, really? I, I don't give a fuck about. Well, I mean, I've had fun on my birthday, 
But I'm talking about like like most of the time growing up, I almost always had the shovel on my birthday. Always. Oh yeah, you said that. Yeah, like I yeah. can't tell you how many. Because there's always there's always snow around Valentine's Day. Your birthday's yeah. like three days after Valentine's. Day. Right. Yeah, my birthday's yeah. February seventeenth, and uh, yeah, there's always like a President's Day weekend snowstorm. Always. Or, yeah, Always. something like that, and um, I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> I've been fucking done after shoveling here. The last thing, I'm I'm just fucking yeah, done with it. My back's broke. Final. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta watch that again. I saw that same thing. It must be somebody that we mutually know that put I that. Was Whoever put that on Facebook, thank you for that. Yeah. My, and he looks all concerned too. My back. Well, he's all fucked up. You know, <laughs> like he's all just like fucking crazy, confused. You know, like ugh, man, Mike Tyson is the greatest human being. <laughs> yeah. It's it's fucking not even close. He might be like I wish he was running for president. I would vote for Mike Tyson. Oh God, we're gonna <laughs> look. It wouldn't be any worse than Donald Trump. And, yeah, and, right. and mark my words, right now, whether you like it or not, Donald Trump is going to be the next president of the United That'd States of America. It's gonna happen. I at first I thought that. My feeling on that at first was, well, this is funny. Donald Trump's running, you know. And then I was like, holy shit, people are really liking Donald Trump. And then I was like, but he's still not gonna fucking be president. Now I'm convinced that this guy is going to be the president of the united oh, states God. of fucking america that'd be so that'd be a joke here's the reason why though and uh because he appeals to those gunslinging republicans i don't think that's it i i i refuse to and i may be wrong i refuse to think that america is that stupid i refuse to think that that human beings on that level are that inherently stupid they can't be <laughs> don't fight it they can't be yeah if i think that i might as well just go fucking leave the car running in the garage after this fucking thing which i might anyway there's go always d- a good go choice drink some gatorade yeah, i'll go drink some gatorade <laughs> fucking i'll go find alan wrench and give him fifty thousand dollars <laughs> but uh but it can't be and uh i refuse to believe that at least and and so my theory is and it's not my theory i mean i'm sure people have talked about it but i think the th- the thing about donald trump is that he's not controlled by fucking corporations and he's actually whether it's the most bigoted bigotry racist misogynist fucking crazy shit you've ever heard which it is but he's actually saying what he feels and this is the first politician ever that i know of you know i mean i don't know fucking chester a arthur might have been a straight shooter but i wasn't fucking <laughs> i wasn't fucking around then um <laughs> this is the first politician ever that uh that is like actually just up there saying what he feels and i think that's such a breath (laughs) a breath of fresh air (laughs) such a breath of fresh air that uh that that the the country is just saying like yeah you know what i don't even care like i think subconsciously we're thinking that because i'm not going to go vote for for trump i don't vote anyway but i because i it just doesn't make any sense we live in an area where whatever we don't need to get in that but but I'm not going to go vote for Trump. But at the same time, there's a little piece of me that's like, okay, yeah, let's just see what happens here. Because nobody else out there is going to be any better. And whether they're saying these things, like these crazy, racist, weird fucking things that he's saying, most of them are probably thinking it anyway. You know, like they're just lying because they're politicians and that's what politicians do. So it's it, at least it's a very interesting look at our society and how fed up, hopefully, we are with the regular political process and how much of a farce the presidency is anyway. That's another thing. Everybody knows that the president doesn't do anything, you yeah. know? So people are saying like, why not just fucking see what happens with this guy? Because everybody else is a piece of shit anyway. You know? Yeah. So I'm, well, at least if Trump becomes president, I can get a job. Cause I'll go down, move down South and help build that motherfucking wall. <laughs> 
that see that that's where I fucking start. You know, I I draw the line, man. The, the fucking, Great Wall of Trump. This is the dumb, <laughs> come on, man. You're gonna fucking make a wall, but it just doesn't make any sense. It's 2016. You're gonna make a wall? <laughs> like what the fuck is this? I don't get. I, I don't get that at all. And then he's like, keeps saying that he's gonna have Mexico pay for it. How are you going to do that? Yeah, right. And also, why would you want to do that? I don't. Whatever. I don't want to get that political on the nah, show. It's just crazy talk. But but uh, but yeah. I mean, I I honestly right now believe that any you know, year from now or whatever it is that the Donald Trump is going to be our president. That would be hilarious. And then and then hey, it, Ronald Reagan did it. Yeah, right. Ronald Reagan was an actor. Kind of a straight shooter, I think. Uh, well, it depends on if you agree on this politics or not. Yeah. And, and growing up a, uh, a a punk rocker, I, d- I do not agree with this politics. Right, right. You know, listening to Reagan Youth, um, fucking or the Dead Kennedys was uh, you pretty much had to not like Ronald Reagan, even though I was too young to understand any sort of politics. I did like when he showed up in this year in this season of Fargo, though. That was cool. I think nothing's ever going to touch the Clinton years, man. We were just living in a good time. Well, the economy was definitely. Good during the Clinton years, yeah. you can't deny that, you yeah. know. Um, and and whatever the circumstances may be, again, I I'm very apprehensive against giving presidents too much credit for anything because yeah. I really feel like they're more figureheads than anything. Of course, but yeah, during those Clinton years, I mean, that was the fucking '90s. We were rocking, baby. We were yeah. fucking smelled like Teen Spirit and <laughs> and fucking uh, and we're and everybody was had some work to do and mm-hmm. and everyone was making money and buying houses and. And none of that has happened since. Nah. Uh, through the eight years of the Bush and then the uh, of the Bush mm-hmm. and then the fucking eight years of the bombs. Yeah. Hasn't happened. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's sad. Well, but at least it could be interesting. <laughs> yeah. You know, like how much is it? Like it doesn't affect me any. I'm fucking I'm a single a fucking dude in his mid 30s with a with a very small amount of money saved up like. I don't have anything to lose. I don't, you know, I rent. I don't, I don't fucking, I don't own a home. I don't own anything. You yeah. know, like I, so to me, this might be selfish, but I'm like, fuck it, blow it up. Who gives yeah, a shit? Bring let's, it on. Let's, yeah, let's, let's see how like weird we can fucking get, you know? <laughs> let's turn this United States into some weirdness. Look, the empire has to fall sooner or later. Right. Well, why don't, why not uh, uh, we be a part of it? Right. You know, like, fuck it. I don't want to be a part of it, but why not? It'd be nice to watch. It's like that thing where, you know, when people ask you how you want to die, you know, and I don't know if I've said this before, I, I, um, but whenever somebody asks me how I want to die, I always say, like, during Armageddon. Like, I want to die with everybody. I want to see the fucking, like, the laser hit or the asteroid hit and then the slow Terminator thing come and start evaporating people. I want to be a part of that. Everyone turns to skeletons. Yeah, that's why I want to die. And I don't know if that's my my selfishness of I don't want the world to go on after I'm dead, which might psychologically in some Freudian way, I'm sure that's fucking what it is. Sounds like it. But more, more than that, I would just like to see this huge extinction event. If it's going to happen, I'd like to be there for it. Yeah. You know? We only get to see it for a second until we're wiped. Yeah, right, but why not be a part of it? It'd be better than fucking, you know, having a heart attack or a stroke or yeah. something, you know? Like, fucking, <laughs> imagine that. You, like, go outside to, fu- not that I've ever walked outside to get the newspaper in my life, but <laughs> let's just say I'm I'm a real person at this point in time, and I'm, like, have a cup of joe, and, and I'm in my robe. <laughs> in your robe. Yeah, yeah, and I walk outside to get the newspaper, and then all of a sudden I look up, and there's this, like, giant fucking spaceship or something, <laughs> you know? It'd be fucking awesome. Yeah, it would be kind of cool. So, uh, what did, uh, oh, we were talking about college stories before we, we started the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How is <laughs> oh, the weird jump? I will tell one. I'll, I'll tell one right now. All right. All right. I will, I'll keep, this is a, this is a dev heavy episode. Oh, RTGs yeah. on them, which I'm sure the people at home are like, why? Just let RTGs no, say crazy no, I, shit. I like it. I like it. 
the episodes that do very well for us are always one that has RTG in the, in the mm-hmm. title. It's always like, uh, um, you know, whatever, like fucking Shrinky Dinks and politics and RTG gets arrested and it's like, bing, 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 and we get all the hits. And then the next one's like three normal things and it's like, people just like listen to what a degenerate I am. Well, I wanted to tell, uh, I, I didn't want to tell it, but we were talking about it before. That, yeah, that I, I find it, it to be a very amusing story. Uh, so there's uh, there was a girl in college, and uh, I don't like talking about the past girls that much because because I was always kind of a dating guy. I mean, there has been a lot of you know one night stands, whatever you may call them. But uh, for the most part, I don't like to get too graphic with girls in this because a lot of them are people I'm still friends with or at least have respect for or anything like that. But there was this one chick in college, and she was uh, she, I don't know how would you describe this chick? We worked with her. She was she was just friends of friends who showed up at showed up at parties, right? Yeah, and she was kind of like a maniac. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie, she wasn't the most attractive girl on the face of the earth. She was probably. Probably normally uh, something that I, I probably wouldn't have been attracted to for the most part. So one thing came to another and uh, and we were at a party and we ended up like starting making out like fucking Teen Wolf style in a closet. Right. And so. Uh, so I bring her back to the APT, A19, yeah. Stockton College, represent. And um, and we're, we're having a fun time, you know, like so. But here's here's the thing that happened during this is uh, I remember, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to have sex with this lady. And uh, and I kept I, I don't know if I was too drunk or it was that I just wasn't that like fucking attracted to her. Well, she would like molest you. She was. Yeah, she was very <laughs> she was very handsy and very, yeah. very like uh, aggressive. aggressive. And um and I remember while we were having sex, uh, she was she was getting t- disappointed and and almost aggravated because I kept kind of losing losing my heart on right. I thought and- you were say because you weren't at work. No, <laughs> <laughs> this is great, but I want to fuck at work. <laughs> and um no, and I'm and I was I was rooming with another dude at the time, and uh and uh and we we were having sex, not the other dude, <laughs> me, and, <laughs> me and this girl. And um and it would just wasn't working. I just I would put a condom on and then I would get soft and then I would try again and you know and then and then I would get soft and well, that's why it's the fucking condoms. Yeah, I well, but I wasn't I wasn't banging this chick on a condom. It was go, condoms are going down. I mean, the only other time I ever even talked to this girl was like a conversation over the fryer later, and. Uh, <laughs> So anyway, the whole point was that she was kind of she's kind of the girl that if you were to have sex with, like most people who did at college, that your buddies like A.K.A. R.T.G. or somebody else <laughs> would probably make fun of you for for a while, <laughs> which happened as well. And um, anyway, the whole thing went on and we had this this night of uh, failed lovemaking for the most part. And then I wanted her to leave and uh, she wouldn't leave. She like passed out drunk in my bed. So I was like, all right, fuck it. And I went to sleep already kind of ashamed of what I did and uh, and um, passed out. And I woke up in the morning and I was having a dream that I was doing something with my fingers. I forget exactly what was in the dream. Do you remember what was in the dream? I don't remember. I thought you were dreaming about her. No, I wasn't dreaming about her. <laughs> but I, 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 um, but I, I woke up and I was rubbing something in my hand. Like, uh, like if I, would, I don't know what, how I could even explain it. But just taking my thumb and kind of rubbing it against my, my middle finger and my forefinger. <laughs> And uh, and I was having this like pleasant dream, and I woke up, and I'm still rubbing something in my hand, and I look over, and in my hand was a cockroach, and and the cockroach was on its back, and with my thumb, I was lightly rubbing its stomach, and the cockroach was like sitting there, like, ah. <laughs> like I was, I don't know how this cockroach crawled into my hand, and how I began to massage it without crushing it or anything like that. <laughs> 
was massaging a cockroach. And then the craziest part about it was that that chick was gone. So I thought in my head that the girl had turned into a cockroach. And it was just the it was the best um, like uh, metaphor for what had happened that night. Like I went to bed with this this girl that may not be the most attractive girl in the world. Had a horrible night of sex with her. She passed out in my bed when I didn't want her to. Woke up massaging a cockroach. And, and the I was roach like, was loving. It. I was like, this is the low point of my life. But. A few weeks later, so that girl then um, was, like, trying to pursue me. And I was trying to, like, I would see her on campus and, like, put my book in front of my face. and <laughs> You know, like, that kind of thing. And uh, so... Oh, she went to school there? Uh, I don't know if she went to school there, but we... We, we worked with We her. worked, but worked we also her. lived in such a, uh, a close pro- proximity to our work. Yeah, that yeah. And I would see her, wa- you know, walking through the parking lot and stuff like that. And she always came to all. Yeah, no, no. Actually, yes. She not only did she go there; she lived in Acorn. She lived across the street oh, upstairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now that I remember this, because uh, because my roommate at the time, Anthony, was like friends with her. <laughs> oh god! And that's how I saw her all the time. And um, one of our roommates sold weed, uh, and it was like known around campus that that if you needed to buy, if you wanted to buy a dime bag to come over a nineteen, <laughs> and um, got any. <laughs> <laughs> Get in the fucking apartment. <laughs> so one night, um, uh, we fucking um, we're at a party, and uh, like I don't even know where it was, and it wasn't off campus, but we're at a party, and the girl starts like uh, hitting me. How does she? How would she hit me up? Did we have cell phones then? Yeah, yeah. So she starts hitting me up, and she's like, "I want to. Can you meet me at your apartment?" And I was like, "No." And she was like, "But I want to buy a bag of weed. I really need weed. Can you just help me out?" Like, and I was like, "All right, fine." So I went back to our apartment when, and you guys were still at the party. It was like some big party was going on. I go back to the apartment. I get a bag of weed. I wait for her to show up. My plan was to just give her the bag of weed, get the money, put the money in the fucking thing, and get the fuck out of there. And uh, she shows up, and she's. <laughs> in like a sultry like like you could, it wasn't like a trench coat but you could tell that she was going for that effect yeah you know and uh and i was like hey what's up and she's like nothing i was like here's your bag of weed and she's like well i was just hoping that, that me and you could hang out a little bit and i was like uh yeah you know i you know I'm, I'm at this party or whatever like you know you could definitely hit me up later like i'm just trying to be nice you know i'm not a confrontational dude or whatever especially with women and uh, and then she starts telling. She starts fucking basically. Okay, so first she takes off whatever this is, and she just has her fucking lingerie on. Her <laughs> like she had just watched one of these corny movies where a girl did that, and it actually worked, you yeah. know. But it was like the weirdest thing in the world. And then um, and then she uh, she started like grabbing my dick and shit, and she kept going like, "I love you, Pete." I don't remember this. Yeah, because well, you weren't there. Uh, it was just me oh, and her in me. a dark apartment. Yeah, and she was like, she was like, and I was like, uh. Uh, yeah, okay. So I went, I was like, I gotta go take a piss. I've been drinking all night. I had to piss. I was like, just put your clothes on. I gotta go take a piss. So I went into our bathroom and I, and I took a piss. And as I'm taking a piss, all of a sudden I fucking hands come around. She (laughs) had come into the bathroom. And as I was taking a piss, she's a rapist. Yeah. She was, this girl was molesting. Right. And I didn't want any part of this. So, uh, so, and what at this point, now I'm taking a piss. I'm trying to take a piss. She's trying to rub everything that she can. She's standing behind me with like her body pressed to my back and everything in our small ass bathroom where the toilet was right next to the bathtub. And, uh, and so at this time, uh, I, she's doing all this. I hear somebody come stumbling into the apartment, like, and I was like, oh man. It was me? Yeah, of course. It was, of course it was fucking you. Who else stumbles into the apartment? 
So now I'm in the bathroom with this girl molesting me, trying to get out of this situation. And you start banging on the on the uh, door, and you start going like, "Let me in! I gotta piss! Let me in! I gotta piss!" And I didn't know what to do, and I didn't want her on me, so I mushed her face, right? And I fucking I mushed her, and now she's in her underwear, like and. Uh, in like real skimpy like see-through underwear and shit and i mushed her face and she fell <laughs> into the bathtub and then at this and she kind of got like dazed like she like hit her head i was wondering why you guys were in the tub yeah no i wasn't <laughs> in the tub i pushed her into the tub to get her off of me and so at this point i looked at her i finished up my piss i looked at her she was laying in the tub with like her one tit hanging out of her fucking thing like all like kind of str- and she was like kind of dazed and i was like it's just i opened the door and i was like uh, it's all you richie and i remember i walked out and you walked in and I heard you start pissing like I heard that you would piss and I hear you go oh hey what's up <laughs> like you just looked over at this naked chick who was half passed out after being thrown into a bathtub while you're pissing it was the funniest those fucking days were awesome eh, it's such dude bro shit but it was funny yeah, as shit yeah that's what college is it was very very funny yeah so right around that same uh, same same time frame in history was uh, was the decoy you don't remember the decoy? I, you, this is what started this conversation. Yeah. You brought this up before the show, and I didn't really remember Because you thought the decoy was Ziggy Nose, but it wasn't. It was a different person. Mm-hmm. But with the decoy, th- there was this girl at college, and I was so fucking in love with this girl. But she was, like, married to this dude. So it can, I, yeah, Okay, so let me ask you this yeah. you know, without saying any names. Like, what the, who, who was this girl? What did she look like? Blonde? Um, blonde, yeah. Okay. Tall chick. She was, uh, I think she was on the soccer team. Okay. All right. I think maybe Her name was Daniela. Got it. Go ahead. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, I think so. Um, I just wanted a better picture. Yeah. Of so she she uh, she went out with this dude that I was like actually friends with, and they you know they had they were on and off forever. So um, you know I thought there was no chance. <laughs> Which of course like the last day. So of you're trying school, you're trying to bang your friend's girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wasn't trying. I was just like you know I love this chick and there's no way. But I remember like the last two days of school, I like was all wasted. I went through. I was like I've had the biggest crush on you. She's like, why don't you tell me? I'm gonna blow my brains out. But anyway, so I find this girl that looks almost exactly <laughs> like her. A little bit shorter, but almost exact like her fucking twin. Her so, doppelganger? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I was like, this I remember. So I was like, ah, oh, this will do. <laughs> just the concept of I'm in love with this one girl, so I'm just going to go find a girl that kind of looks like her in a little weird way and just fucking take her home. So, uh, yeah, you know, I take this chick home. And she pulls the old leaving the underwear at the apartment so she could have to come back and get it and, like, revisit it. The but, George Costanza move? Yeah, but the best part about it was it was the ultimate walk of shame because she was in, like, some nice-ass dress from the party from the night before, but she didn't want to rock that home with, like, the heels and shit. So I, I gave her this fleece that just barely went past, like, <laughs> her ass crack. So it looked like she was wearing nothing but this fleece. And me and Dev had to go to class. And she's walking, like, three paces ahead of us as we walked to class and, and just snickered behind her as she held her high heels and walked back to class. Well, yeah, because we had – we so uh, we lived – I think we talked about this also, but in college we lived on a fucking lake. It was yeah. called Lake Fred. And we had to literally cross this lake to get to campus. So we would – it was, like, probably, what, a half mile? Not a half mile. It was a good know. walk. Yeah, and, and like, uh, and yeah, so we woke up at, for our eight o'clock in the morning classes, and this girl was wearing this skimpy thing, and we walked behind her laughing at her the whole time while she was literally doing that thing where you just hold, you try to pull your shirt down so far that it'll actually cover your ass. Yeah. And the whole fucking way. Because she left her underwear at my apartment. So obviously, underneath this fleece, she was ass naked. Right. So she was feeling the, the lake effect breeze <laughs> under this fucking She was feeling fleece. the cold breeze off the lake <laughs> yeah. into her bare vagina. <laughs> exactly. And she had to walk 
walk all the way back to the dorms and just fucking in this nothing but a fleece. That was a literal walk of shame. I know. Because not only was she doing a walk of shame, she also had two uh, like heavily drunk fucking <laughs> assholes behind her laughing at her. The I know. Time. I always like kind of feel bad when I think about it. But every time there's a walk of shame situation, I, that always pops into my head. Like there's no walk <laughs> of shame more shameful than that one. You know, I hear these stories, and I don't—I would not consider myself or you like a dude bro type or whatever. When I hear these stories, I guess it's just indicative of being in like your early twenties. Yeah, we were twenty-one. We were alcoholics. If it you're, happens. Yeah, if you're a dude in your early twenties, it's it's very hard not to be like a uh, like a woman chasing asshole. And yeah, you're in college, and there's drunk chicks everywhere. What right. are you gonna do? No. Not participate? No, look, <laughs> it's just—I just, would do it all over again if I could. <laughs> no, I she love these awesome. stories. I don't—I don't have any problem with them. It was it's fine. I would mush another girl into a bathtub if I could. But uh, but it's just weird to look back at him as an as like an, an older person who's been through a lot, you know, and then like and be like, was that even me? Like, would I even do that? Like, if I was walking behind some chick right now who was trying to cover her naked ass with like a t shirt, I would You'd probably help her out, yeah, right? Yeah. I'd probably wrap something around her and be like, come on, honey, let's get hey, you home. Would you you cover know? yourself. We've all had better days. Let's get out of here. I know. Instead of fucking sitting there laughing, worrying about my fucking uh, calm fucking presentation i had to do that morning <laughs> that morning yeah but i would always you know i would always get like bitch slapped by god like it would always come back <laughs> it would always come back to me like uh, some stupid shit would happen to me like you know every i'm sh- not every guy but i'm sure there's guys out there that have put their girlfriend's underwear on don't fucking lie you've all done it yeah you, sure. put, you put the thong on you paraded around the bedroom dancing to barbie girl don't stop playing wait you saw that video <laughs> why you not saw- i did that <laughs> Maybe not the Barbie girl, but definitely to some tune. Why you did that to her? Look, I, whatever. I just not. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yes, I put on these little underwear, and on the butt it said "Playa," <laughs> which just shows what type of girl you were banging. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so I was rocking the tune, but this is how God got me back. So. Her stomach was covered with the uh, the finishing remnants of a, of, <laughs> of a barrage or whatever you want to call it. Just, the nicest way I could possibly say semen. <laughs> I think semen's pretty nice. <laughs> is it? Yeah. All right, so her stomach is covered in my There's semen. There's many other words for semen that are worse than semen. <laughs> so she's laying there and watching me dance around with underwears that say player. So I'm dancing, I'm dancing, I'm getting into it. I'm like laughing my ass off and I like dove back into bed and I went face first <laughs> to the puddle. <laughs> <laughs> so like you so your your own your own mixture was on her body yep. and then you jumped on the bed and your face went and into I, it i fell right into it face first and i uh, i picked my head up all quick like what happened and it was like dripping <laughs> <laughs> how did i never hear that fucking story because i'm just at a comfortable age where i can just let these things out on a podcast that's on <laughs> itunes <laughs> You you never even told me this story. Me and you just hanging out as friends. You're in playa underwear with cum on your face, wearing wearing a thong that says playa. All right, dude. There's no way that it gets any better than that. On that note. Oh fuck! I never told you that. I don't think so. If you did, it was. Anyway, thanks for listening to this episode of the Awkward i Five podcast. Uh, Don't judge me. Go on iTunes and leave a written review so we could have a party and you could be there with us. And Richie will uh, wear women's underwear while he uh, drinks a goldfish and then dives into, I don't know. And then um, also uh, follow us on Twitter. 
awkward hi the number five on twitter let's get that going please if you dig the show hit us up we could start having some contests and some fun shit um and if you leave a review on itunes and you want awkward high five stickers uh you can uh, email us at awkward uh high five podcast at gmail.com or if you just want to shoot the shit with me with only me though because richie doesn't know how to use email but uh <laughs> But you can certainly, if you want to talk about anything in the previous episodes or you have questions or you want to suggest anything, um, I'm always checking that email and I'm always talking with everybody. I think to a person, anybody who's emailed me, I've I've started a uh, pen pal friendship with. So uh, feel free to do that. And uh, we'll see you in a few short days. Thanks for listening to the Awkward High Five podcast. For more episodes, visit awkwardhighfive.com.